Hello, and welcome to the Mike Guinari podcast. This is episode seven. So I'm done teasing everybody about discussing some of the occult waters that existed and still exist today. So I want to get into that. And today I figure the best place to start is with the granddaddy of them all, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Um, they lasted from sometime in the 1890s to the early 1900s. It was a 10-year period. But even though they only existed for 10 years, they had the single biggest influence on occultism in the 20th century. Um, many offshoot groups, many groups taking their ideas or following their model. Um, so, so they were the biggie. The Golden Dawn was founded by the name soup, as I like to call it. Um, everybody has, you know, at least three names of the three founders. So we got William Robert Woodman, William Wynn Westcott, and Samuel Little McGregor Mathers. Talk about a mouthful. So one thing that made the Golden Dawn unique, other than the fact that it was an occult organization and got into things that most people didn't get into or know about or care about back then, um, it allowed women. It welcomely allowed women. So you had other groups out there at the time, like the Freemasons, who was men only. And there was other groups as well that were men only. But the Golden Dawn it wasn't the case. Um, women were welcomed in and even held positions of power. Um, so that was a pretty uh, cutting edge thing back then. So what did the Golden Dawn do? What, what, were they, what was their focus? Well, it was pretty much spiritual magic and spiritual development that used a variety of tools to accomplish their goals. Where did their material come from? Obviously, it was put together in the uh, late 1800s, but you know, it, it information could have come from antiquity. It could have been made up years before. It could have been made up by them. Um, no one's really sure this talk about getting communication from secret masters <laughs> who may or may not have existed. Um, so who knows? But, you know, I kind of say this with a lot of things. If it works for you, who cares where it came from? You know, you can't I'm not going to throw aside something just because. Oh, it's not authentic, or I don't know where it came from, or somebody made up something. If it works, who cares? It's real then. Um, so th that's kind of where um, their supposed knowledge came from. Um, one place that is known um, is an occultist, a French occultist from the 19th century called, if I can pronounce this correctly, um, Elf Elfish Levy. Um, he was a big time magician. He wrote a couple of books about it. And obviously they were in French and like any occult book, difficult to read, even if it wasn't English trying to translate it. But, um, A.E. Waite of the Golden Dawn, um, he actually translated it from the French to English. And like I said, I probably still didn't make much sense to the average person. But no, that was definitely also one of their sources um, as far as magic goes. Um, they were very involved um, in Egyptian antiquity. Um, 
and eat some Eastern practices. They were kind of all over the place, but they did what worked for them. Um, and I don't think they were a charlatan-like organization just trying to trick people and steal their money or anything like that. I think they truly believed in what they were doing. Um, whether what they believed in was good or right or helpful, I don't know. I can't say anything one way or the other because I haven't tried it yet. I might do that. Might do that. You know, it's a little bit of a commitment, but 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 for you, my listeners, you know, I'll do it so you don't have to. <laughs> That way you know whether it's worth doing or not. So the Golden Dawn had three orders within itself. The first order, the, the outer order, um, they focused on, or the, I should say the curriculum, focused on esoteric philosophy, um, esoteric philosophy based on the uh, Hermetic Kabbalah, um, which is basically the Jewish Kabbalah taken and adjusted for whatever, whatever other purposes, some changes made and became the Hermetic Kabbalah with a Q. I think I previously mentioned the different types of Kabbalah. So that outer order, they, they studied esoteric philosophy based on the Kabbalah, the Hermetic Kabbalah. They dealt with personal development, um, learning about the four classical elements and the basics of astrology, tarot divination, and geomancy. Um, as I think I mentioned, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, um, the gentleman I just mentioned previously, A.E. Waite, who translated um, those texts from French, actually is is one of the uh, people, designers of the tarot card deck that you know we all know, the, the common one, the, the, the general one, the biggie. Um, was that was painted by Pamela Coleman Smith, and um, E A E Wait, you know, came up with it. Um, and I think it's a lot of times called the Ryder Smith Wait deck. I think Ryder might just be the publisher. Um, but in any event, getting back to uh this Tower Divination, so they did that. They did astrology and geomancy. From what I understand, they even had their own special deck for you know for members within um as opposed to the the biggie i spoke about the ae weight everybody knows and everybody has deck um what about the second daughter well the second daughter they moved into meditation which an eastern practice um magic scrying astral travel and spiritual alchemy. Now, once again, I don't know. I mean, astral travel sounds a little bit, a little bit out there to me, but I've never read about it. I've never learned about it yet. Now, so I'm not going to pass judgment. Um, so we'll see. And the third order, the innermost order, is the secret chiefs. Um, I previously mentioned and may or may not have existed. It could have been just people calling themselves the secret chiefs, playing a big, massive joke in everybody. It could have actually been the leaders of the second order. Um, it could have been someone's imagination um, on drugs. I, I mean, I don't know what the, the, the um, secret chiefs really are. I don't know if anybody really does, but um, that, those are the three orders within the Golden Dawn. So, 
like I said, the Golden Dawn um, disappeared after about 10 years. Why? Well, there was internal conflict in politics. Um, one of the founders, uh, Mathers, he had went over to France to set up a temple of the Golden Dawn in Paris and was gone for long periods of time. And members didn't like how he was running the organization from afar and, and wanted to revolt. Um, and then we had our, our good friend, Alistair Crowley, um, who at this point was um, ready to enter the second level. But the members in, um, in the leadership in, in London at his temple refused to um, admit him to the second daughter. They didn't want him there. They were afraid of him or whatever else. Um, so Alistair Crowley went over to France to visit Mathers. Um, and they ended up becoming good friends and were formulating plans to take over the Golden Dawn. Basically, the whole thing kind of fell apart, um, as these things tend to happen to. Um, there was still Golden Dawn temples in the UK that existed for a while. that had actual lineage from the original one um, in London. Uh, but you know, some of those died out over time and you know it was pretty much done. However, members of the Golden Dawn did create offshoot um, orders based upon the teachings of the Golden Dawn and maybe adding in their own special flavor. Um, it's not exhaustive um, of a list here, but a few of them are uh, Stella Mottetania, Alpha Ed Omega, Builders of the Aditum, um, Astra Margentum, um, the Ordo, Ordo Templi Orientis, and, you know, there's probably more. Um, these are the ones I know of from my uh, studying and research so far. So who made up the Golden Dawn? Who were their members? You know, who, who thought this stuff was worth learning? Well, there were a lot of people in, in aristocracy and in, in you know in the high life in London and in, in England, uh, big time people who probably you know might have been embarrassed if anybody knew that they were involved with the occult. Um, but there are some big names that um, there's lists of them online. A lot of them, honestly, even though they might have been famous people, I don't know who they are. But two names that stuck out to me um, was. Um, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and um, W.B. Yeats. Yeats, sorry, I can't, I can't speak today. So Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and W.B. Yeats um, were both members of the Golden Dawn. So where do you go now? If you're interested in learning about the Golden Dawn or trying out their practices and their curriculum, well, there's a few ways because now everything is basically public. Well, there's secret rituals and whatever else. Um, I don't think it makes it any less valid if they were valid to begin with. Um, but they're one of, um, how do I go back? So I mentioned that Alistair Crowley was a member of the Golden Dawn. So his assistant, his, I guess, secretary, um, at one point, it was a man named Israel Regardi. Um, 
I think he attained the rank of adept something. I don't know if it was major or minor or what. I can't remember. Um, but he actually consecrated the temple um, in in uh, Georgia. And I think promoted two people in the order um, to adepts and one to a neophyte. Um, continuing, I guess, you can claim lineage to the original Golden Dawn from the Golden Dawn to Alastair Crowley, Israel Regardi, to this place. Um, they still exist now because this all happened, I believe, in the late 70s or early 80s. Um, they're called the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, Inc. You can find them online. Um, I, I'm assuming they charge for some sort of curriculum they have or whatever. I don't know. Um, but the people who run it, the, the Ciceros, do have a number of books out um, about the Golden Dawn and about the magic and the practices and whatever else, um, as well as one interesting book um, that allows you to do self-initiation into the Golden Dawn. So, you know... <laughs> The information is out there if you want to learn about them, if you want to study their their curriculum, if you want to try their rituals, whatever the case may be. Nothing's stopping you anymore. It's the unhidden hidden. So uh, they're out there. Um, easy to get the information. So I'm going to wrap it up for today because um, the Golden Dawn was a biggie and took a little bit of time. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk about some more organizations, some more cult um, orders and whatnot. Probably start with some of these um, offshoots of the Golden Dawn. Some of them are pretty interesting. So until tomorrow, stay well.